with Rashad here with another episode another sermon I hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend I know I did how about you same man good uh good vibes you know weather wasn't the best but a little rain here and there but still got a chance to enjoy and live life you know that's uh that's fact I was just enjoying the three-day being off and not having to wake up early <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know uh, extra day of sleep always come in handy oh yeah shout out to everybody who's uh, in the midst of a hurricane right now uh, we're praying for y'all's safety. Uh, I know, I know, I know it's coming to hit what USA with the next couple of days. So uh, yeah, it's gonna probably uh, hit you know all of Florida and probably some parts of Georgia too, like the Savannah area, things like that. So if you're listening, uh, please make sure you evacuate and listen to the listen to the news because we don't want you to 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 you know miss out on the rest of this world. Um, we're gonna talk about well, we're going to our next you know next division, which would be the AFC East. But you know we had some big some big news over the weekend and. Uh, Clowney, Texas made a trade with Seattle, and now he's on his way there. Uh, I guess my first thing is, do we? How, how do you look at the Texans or the Seattle with the with the subtraction of Clowney and the addition of Clowney? I just think it's crazy, man. How like players are all of a sudden getting what they want in football now because he he didn't want to go to uh, Redskins. He, he said he only wanted to go to Seattle and the Eagles, and he got his wish. So um, I think it makes Seattle's front seven stronger for sure. Um, we thought they would be uh, somewhat in play for the NFC playoffs. So that uh, that helps them on that front. And for Texans, they lost one of the top defensive players, but they should still be pretty good going forward as well because, you know, they made some additional moves we'll get into later. Yeah, but my whole thing about the Texans is, like, you know, you had three guys over the summer uh, that was franchise tag, and that was what, uh, uh, aside from the Marcus Lawrence, Frank Clark and D Ford. And uh, they both got traded, and but they got traded in enough time to where whoever wanted him wouldn't have signed their deal. So Kalani still doesn't get his deal yet. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of like you know you just kind of you rather just moved on because you wouldn't hold out because you know he already passed the trade down the, the deadline for the uh, franchise tag. So now he's still playing on a you know no, with no security. And I, you know that 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 kind of. You're kind of like, well, what you holding out for? You just, you just want to leave Houston? Is that is that what the case may be? Because I, I mean, I don't understand it. I don't think so. I think he, I think he wanted to stay there. It just for us, like the money, they, they never could agree on probably years of guaranteed money. So I think once that kind of stuff comes into play, you know, it's like, all right, well, y'all don't really value me, or you know, maybe it was just something how the organization sees him. Maybe they don't see him as like there's JJ Watt going forward. So that's crazy. Sign up, sign They offered him a franchise tag and. They probably want to see if he would come in and do good that year, and then give him a long term deal. But sometimes that franchise tag really got the wrong way. Yeah, hey, you're right. Um, I'm going to predict that uh, Kalani goes to the Colts next season. So that's my prediction because he goes so he can get back at Houston. You know, everybody loved that revenge story. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I, I think if he wanted to be in Seattle or Philly, I think he'll sign something long term with with Philly because they still have a good team. Right. I mean, with uh, with with uh, Seattle with Seattle. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why I thought about Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that that's that's that man. Like I said, that's just another star just being traded. Um, 
let's move on to the to our topic of the day, and that's the AFC East. Uh, Patriots, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. Uh, let's start with the Super Bowl champions, uh, six-time winner in Bill Belichick and, and and Tom Brady as their in their respective places on the team. Uh, you know the Patriots. I mean, it's not too much to say from them. It's just you know we know they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, you, you're going to lock that in. Um, you know, what do you see differently from the Patriots this season? Uh, I think they're probably going to go more into a run the ball first offense. They were kind of going into it last season. They want to take a load off of Brady. So kind of how the Brady era started back in 2001, 2002, run first, defense first, throw as needed. I think they're going back to that direction again this year because they – they it came time to make cuts and they kept every RB. They kept Burkhead. <laughs> uh, of course, they got Michelle, who I think is going to be uh, great this year. He kind of got hurt last year and things like that, so he didn't really. He had a good year, but not the year he could have had. They still have James White, who's probably the most versatile RB in the game. That's not like an elite star like a Saquon or McCaffrey. They still have Burkhead, Brandon Bolden. Uh, they drafted Damian Harris, James Dillon, so. They have a multitude of guys they can throw in at any point. And we know Belichick, he'll hand the ball off to anybody at the goal line to get a touchdown. So I, I oh. think they're going to go more for yeah, They're I know going more that. towards the <laughs> – Man, they'll, they'll kill your fancy football team. <laughs> so I think they're going more towards the run first offense. They kept, uh, you know, the receiving core for the most part. Edelman, uh, Dorsetti back. He still has some potential left in him, I think, from being an early draft pick. They, they got lucky and got Flash Gordon, Josh Gordon back. So they could do something. They signed back to Marriage Thomas. They could him sign it back. Um, even though they, they drafted Nikhil Harris, he's going on IR. I think at some point, you know, he'll probably come back. And it may be a, a strategic thing by the Patriots to kind of give him a little more time to get used to the offense and then uh-huh. bring him back. Yeah. So you never, you never know where Bill's head is at, man. And plus on defense, they're going to be stout as always. They normally use September as a month to get right. Um, no trial and error, but – they have one of the best corners in the game, Gilmore. They brought back Collins. You know, uh, they have Hightower, Calvin Noy, uh, Lawrence Guy up front. They have some pieces everywhere. Good offense, offensive line with Shaq Mason, Isaiah Wynn, Tooney. So they're going to be – they won't be great at every position. They won't be sorry. They're going to be stout at everything because, uh, you know, guys like Brady keep taking discounts even though he got paid. But they always have guys take discounts or sign for a decent amount. Um, so I think they're going to be straight. Yeah, I mean, on the offensive side, you know, they were top, pretty much top five in every category. So, I think that that's trend going to continue. Um, I don't see, you know, even though I don't believe Tom Brady is the same Tom Brady, which you know, age does play a part in this. Uh, when it, when it's when it comes to the fourth quarter and it comes down to one possession, you can still rely on uh, Mr. Twelve. Uh, so, my you know, and my thing is, you know, uh, you know, Vegas has them as the the highest, you know, the highest win total team this year. Plus the best odds to win the Super Bowl. And the easiest thing is always to pick the Patriots to win the Super Bowl because, what, in the last whatever years, most times you was, you, you was almost right, you know. So, um, like I said, got six rings since 2001. So, that's, what, 19 to 20 years of football, and they got a big portion of it. So, um, to, 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 to say the least, they're they coming in with the easiest ranked schedule uh, in, in terms of rankings. Um, you know, obviously the, the AFC East division helps you out with that. Um, but they also play the AFC North, which has the Bengals, the NFC East that has the Giants and the Redskins. So they're, they're not they're not playing 
they're not playing a, a typically hard schedule. They do see Pittsburgh. They do see Baltimore and the Browns um, this season. Um, they, they do, and they do see Dallas and, of course, Philadelphia. Plus, the n- number one places in their divisions, Kansas City, Houston. So they they do have they do have a good stretch of teams that they have you know have, that that could be there in the end of the playoffs. But even if they're just five hundred in those games, you're going to see this team win what twelve to thirteen games just because of the division. Uh, and I think you know I think the Patriots, even though they had. Like they haven't, nobody has repeated since the Patriots in 2000, what, three and four. So, you know, picking the Patriots on the Super Bowl, you know, you can say it, but, you know, it's, it's very hard to win back to back. Just, just, just how it is. So I don't, I don't know if this team can win back to back, but either way, they're going to be there at the end. Oh, yeah. They've been in the AFC Championship game at least. I mean, that's, that's like the bare, that's like chalk for them. We're going to at least <laughs> make the AFC Championship. Because uh, since 2011, when they beat um, Baltimore in that one, of course they lost to the Giants in that that Super Bowl. But since 2011, they've been in every AFC Championship game since then. So you know they're gonna. It's <laughs> like it's like the bare minimum, and they could have probably made the the championship the two years before that. But they lost to you know they had some years where the Jets you know made a little noise. Mark Sanchez <laughs> and Rex Ryan, you know that disgusting. But you know. That's kind of how it goes from time to time. Um, I think overall in their history, they have eleven AFC championships. So they're, I mean, they're always going to be there. But especially in this Belichick Brady era, they've always been there around that. That's like the bare minimum for that season. Um, look at their schedule. Even if they go three and one in every month, that's still twelve wins. And depending on how things break, man, they could probably win fourteen games because the only games I would say they wouldn't be favored in would be at Baltimore just because it's the Ravens and the Ravens always get them trouble and they possibly could not be favored against the Chiefs but I would say that's kind of false too because they're going to be at home yeah, yeah. but yeah, everybody else are winning the games yeah, that's, and then the, uh, the the schedule you're talking about that is the stretch that you that you know yeah, you said earlier about New England struggles in the beginning but they're not going to be seeing them, the good teams in the beginning they're going to see they now, they do see Pittsburgh week one. That's just how it's going to go, and that's going to be a great game to start the season off. Um, but, you know, you Cleveland at Baltimore, at Philadelphia on a short week, Dallas at Houston, and Kansas City all in a row. Now, that's going to be exciting. Now, you know, because that's just, you know, that because you, you're talking about maybe going possibly 14-2, and two, that means that means in this stretch right here, you're winning, you know, you're going 5-1, and 4-2 and two versus potential playoff teams. I mean, and that's and that's what I'm saying, and that's right at the at the at the brink of getting ready for the playoffs. And now we don't we don't play the team that's that should that, that's the Super Bowl caliber. So now we here we wouldn't beat them. Now it's time to go chase for number seven. You know, so um, it, it, it's possible the Patriots going back to back. It's just you know you just you just you can't really you can't really predict it. Nobody really go back to back Super Bowls anymore. So we haven't seen this since oh four oh three and oh four. So it, I, I wouldn't bet on, I wouldn't bet the house on it. And the Vegas odds want you to, you know, not bet on it because that's, you know, that's the least amount of money you make. So, so why do it? But um, I mean, I, I see thirteen and three. I mean, yeah, that's, that schedule is so 12, easy. I yeah, mean, 12 and 4, 13 and three is right where I'm at. Because I think they'll beat Philadelphia because they have the bye. Then they play Philadelphia, and we know Belichick is always good after the bye week. So I think right. they can beat Philly, and they'll get the Cowboys at home. They'll go to Houston. Belichick normally has Bill O'Brien's number, so he they can probably beat Houston. Though I said Kansas City, they might they might be their loss, even though they're at home, they could be their loss because of you know it's December and New England normally rounds in the former around that time. Kansas City's still pretty explosive and you know, 
it's just after three tough games, you could drop one. So I can see that being the one, even though it's at home, and they'll just finish off three and zero with Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami. Right. Luckily, luckily they get Miami early in this year, so uh, they won't the lose that week, one. Week, so yes, they won't lose that one. And they get teams like Redskins and Giants who are rebuilding. So uh, people always say the Patriots get lucky breaks, but I don't believe that. It's just a matter of hey, the schedule falls how it falls. And of course, the division is called the AFC East. Some people call it the AFC Least, but <laughs> but I always call it the. At least we know who's gonna win it, <laughs> right? And you're right because yeah, you're right. Everywhere else, everywhere else you're gonna see, you don't know who wins it. Uh, really, um, the the now now at Miami now week two, week three, whatever it is, week two. It, it is gonna be hot. <laughs> it's gonna be so that I guess it kind of does play well in Miami. Miami, so we talk about Miami later on. But I don't, you know, Miami just just terrible as it is. But um, do we? But do we think that you know Ryan Fitzpatrick and a team that's trying to find their form can beat a, a Patriots team, even though they're even though New England takes September to figure themselves out as well. I just can't see Fitzpatrick and what's on a Dolphin beating them that early or in the last game of the season, unless the Patriots decide to rest guys. Well, yeah. Well, Miami has the my well, week two Miami. Miami could have three quarterbacks that could be playing as you know, Josh Rosen, <laughs> Fitzpatrick, or Fitzmagic. So you know, you know, I, I don't know if Fitzmagic show up, Patriots, Patriots could lose. <laughs> it's could possible. Be, could be a long day at the office. Let's move on to the to the second place team in this division last season, and actually that is the Miami Dolphins. Um, they were seven to nine last year for all the all the turmoil they went through. Um, you know, they they wasn't really good at the passing game, and I mean that's because what. The quarterback play, who was who was the quarterback last year for the Dolphins? Uh, they had Tannehill for a little while. Tannehill for, but did Tannehill? Did he finish the whole season? No, nah, he didn't finish the whole season. I think he ended up getting uh, hurt again. As always. Um, but the Dolphins, what they did, they bring in Brian Flores from the Patriots. Um, and I think I think he was the right guy for the job. I think he when he he's going to take the culture and he's going to change it. Um, and I, I think you need that. So sometimes you got to do a complete 360 – or not complete 360, a 180, uh, turn the opposite direction and go another way because what Gase was doing, I mean, I'm not saying Gase is not a, you know, not a good coach or nothing like that, but, you know, it's just the, 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 the way the Dolphins need, need to go, it wasn't that way. And you know me, if, y'all, if you offensive-minded and your offense trash, that's, 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 that's good enough for me to get you out of here. And I, I know he didn't have the quarterback – Probably didn't have the running backs, receivers, nothing. But I mean, you would Kyle Shanahan don't have that excuse with CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins last season. So uh, you having Ten Hill and Matt Moore, whoever the quarterback was, you know, it, it should it shouldn't it should reflect these bad of the numbers when you're ranked dead, almost dead last in every category on offense. Um, and and your defense, your defense did <laughs> dead last every category too. Yet they finished seventy nine. So you know that does say that they did have some players on their team. Um, over the weekend, you know what they did. Made a trade to the Texans, and they got rid of the left tackle. So who's going to protect? Who's going to protect Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen? They got rid of Ken Steels, who apparently had some kind of issues with the owner, uh, with the Jay Z Kaepernick thing. So that he his writing on the wall of him getting out of here. Uh, they packaged those two and got two firsts and a second. Um, they also traded Kiko Alonso for a, a lesser linebacker from the Saints. Um, uh, what what else did they do this weekend? Um, they did a lot of things to emphasize they're not trying to win. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I, I see. I remember they they traded for a Vikings guard who who was a backup essentially for us. So you know, and we we had we had a lot of struggles last year. So you know, he's not that pretty. He's not that good. So 
I think I think they made another trade with either the Baltimore or Colts. I can't remember, but they, they got another another uh, lineman. I, they claimed like four or five guys that the Patriots cut. Uh, they, they they just you know, they just in a spot where they just want to lose, and this this is the only team that we finally can see that they're actually in full tank mode. We have we we really never see that. Uh, you know, we never see teams going so actually show us that they're in tank mode. They might be trying to lose games, but they don't show it, and this and this is the team that's showing it. Well, I won't. I'll, I'll change my, my stance. I won't say they're in tank mode. I'll just say they're in a culture change mode because most times when a new coach comes in, especially, especially a guy coming from that Belichick tree, they always try to do like a, a huge culture shift. So like how yeah. last year Lions made some changes with Patricia coming on board. So I think they're just trying to get out all of the, Bad the old, old, mm-hmm. old regime and kind of build a team and the image he wants. So um Rosen's probably going to be their future. I can't see them doing what Arizona did. I can't see, even if let's say Dolphins have a bad year and get a top pick. I can't see them going to go taking the QB. Um, I think they're going to let Rosen be their future. Um, giving up Tunsil, that was good and bad because you would have hoped he could have been there to protect your young guy versus going to go protect Deshaun Watson. But again, when you're trying to build a team in a certain image and things like that, it's understandable because Dolphins know. They're a few years away, so look at their roster. They're in, they're going young in all spots. King and Drake, Kaden Balaj at RB. Who knows how that goes? Um, receivers, Albert Wilson, um, Hearns. They they paid Grant. Yeah, they paid they paid Grant and Wilson the last two seasons. Not so, not a lot, but you know. Yeah, but still though, you're giving guys contracts, hoping you can get you know get pennies on the dollar. Hopefully they're they're pretty good. They drafted Gesicki a little while ago, so you know. They're hoping he turns into something at the tight end. They drafted Christian Wilkins. So they're, they're going young um, in all different kind of spots. Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, got Minka, Minka, that, Minka that man. Then, they, I mean, Xavier Howard over there, corner. Yeah, uh, Baker, so, at linebacker. Yeah, they, they got some good talent. Yeah, so they, they, they're, building, they're building their team the, the correct way. Draft well, and now they're kind of getting out of the, the mode of let's get some contracts off the books. Uh, let's get older guys. Not even older guys. Let's just get certain things out of here, bring in. New things that just do like a whole culture change. Now, so you know, we know we seen Fitzpatrick win the starting job, and I know everybody get mad about why Fitzpatrick started, why Case Keenum got the job. I mean, when when have we ever seen a young guy actually beat out, you know, a rookie or a young player? You, you, you don't see it. So, anyway, what you what you said earlier about you know whether or not Dolphins go and go draft a quarterback, you know, that would be so stupid in my opinion, just because you 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 want you really, really, really want Rosen to be the guy. Because he's still young. This is the second season. And if he shows any I mean, you can't you can't just throw I mean, how do you assess him as well? Because you're throwing him out there with no offensive line. Um, you know, they did get a bunch of guys and I don't know how what else is gonna work, but maybe the offensive line coach is pretty good. Maybe they have a good system in place. I forgot who the offensive coordinator is down there, but um, Chad O'Shea. Chad O'Shea, I, I, he must is he he must be like a new guy because I mean as far as like running his own thing, so maybe he maybe he can he he know what he's doing down there and maybe we can assess Rosen a little better. But now Flores brought him over from New England. Uh, New England? O'Shea, okay, so. O'Shea, O'Shea was receivers coach for like ten years. Then. Okay, so well, yeah, in that case, then I mean, if we if you're gonna if we're, if we're assuming that he's gonna bring the Patriot way of offense to that to the you know, under McDaniel's. Then we can we can expect quick passes. I don't think you need that great of an offensive line. In that case, you know, well, you know, a line that can 
can can run block. That's 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 the that's the main thing, and then be able to make quick passes. Now you gotta get receivers who can get open. That's why you got Alvin Wilson, who's very fast. You can Grant, who's very fast. So they gonna have they got the runners for that, um, in, in that regard. But it's like you want to be the guy because if you're going to be, let's say, because I don't think the Dolphins win that many games. I, I their Vegas has them, I think four or five wins. So let's say they win two or three, and you got the first pick in the draft. I don't want to waste that on another quarterback when I have Rosen. Um, I would rather go out to Chase Young or let's say I need, I need a receiver, get Jaron Judy from Alabama, or I need a I, – I want to put a safety next to Megan Fitzpatrick and, and uh, Dale Pitt from LSU or whatever the case may be. I don't want to have to waste it on the quarterback. So, we know Fitzpatrick is a starter. And I guess, you know, when, when – when, like how we say with Haskins, when is the right time to go ahead and throw Rosen in there because – or how long do we give we give Fitzpatrick to go ahead? Because I re, I want to access Rosen in a full scale, and that's you know same thing Carter did last year with Sam Bradford. I mean, you might as well go ahead and throw him out there. I mean, I, I know Fitzpatrick gonna win the job just because he's a veteran, but you know, I'm just very very curious about how how long until we get to see the, the Rosen one. Yeah, I'm not sure when you throw him in or if you throw him in at all. But one thing I will say, I like what the Dolphins have. To, to help support Josh Rosen, something I, I don't think he had in Arizona. Um, Flores is a young guy, you know, first coaching job, so let's see how it goes. But the thing that I do like that they have is they have Jim Caldwell as the assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach, and then Flores brought in one of his guys, Chad O'Shea, who was with New England for 10 years as a receivers coach. So I think, you know, with Flores being a defensive guy, Caldwell being an offensive guy, as the assistant head coach, and then you have O'Shea as the old coordinator. I think that's a that's pretty good because you can build your team on both sides pretty good. Because Flores take all the defensive stuff you want to do. Caldwell and O'Shea work together with Rosen and getting receivers, you know, getting guys in space or knowing how to maneuver the running backs to put guys in the best position, the best position to be successful. I think they have a good staff, and I think it starts with the staff, and then you kind of mm-hmm. just build a, build a talent out around that. Yeah, and Caller as the offense coordinator, I mean, his reason why he was getting the head coach interviewed all the time, you know. So yeah, that that, that that's a it's kind of a Bill Belichick, Justin Daniels type of thing. I know Justin Daniels pretty young versus Jim Caldwell, but you know, it's kind of kind of the same idea that that they have. Uh, Minnesota has it now with Zimmer and Kubiak. Like, I mean, that's and obviously that's, I mean, that's the way to go sometimes. You know, just have a guy who can who can you can trust to control the whole offense and not have to worry about it, just like Bill Belichick does in New England. You know, obviously. McDaniels get a little crazy over there, then he go go and say, "Hey, what you doing now?" But you know, I, I I do I do understand that impact and how the staff can can help improve the Dolphins team. And the thing is, with the GM, all these picks that he got now, he's gonna have to start hitting. Oh he's yeah, to. he's gonna have to. But, but I think you know they have some good talent evaluated guys because like the D coordinator Patrick Graham, he's from that New England tree as well. So you know, again, it's all about just being able to, being able to have guys around that you can trust. I think mm-hmm. as long as Flores can trust. Graham and O'Shea, guys he brought from New England with him. You can trust Jim Caldwell, who's a proven NFL mind. So um, the GM is Chris Greer. Let's, just, let's see what he does, you know. I, I mean, I haven't heard much about the guy. Um, but I know he's been with the Dolphins staff, you know, scouting-wise for a, a good little while. So let's hope he uh, can make something happen. Right. And, and I'm just going to assume I, – I, I, I want to assume that he's the reason why Mika Fitzpatrick's there. While uh, Baker from Ohio State was, is there, I, I'm just going to assume he's the reason why those two got drafted there, and those two young studs are are going to be you know stars in this league. So 
Um, hopefully they can continue to hit, especially with two first-round picks next year, two second-round picks, and so forth and so on. Um, let's move to the Buffalo Bills. That was 6-10, and a uh, couple years removed from a playoff berth not too long ago. Uh, Sean McDermott, uh, I like the guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Sean McDermott believer. Uh, he's from, you know, technically he's from the Andy Reid tree, but Andy Reid's offensive, so uh, I'm gonna give I'm, I'm gonna get Ron Rivera him. Uh, anyway, McDermott as far as defense, man, Buffalo Buffalo always you know, they 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 show up on on that side of the ball. Yards allowed second last year, uh, number one passing defense. You talk about Micah Hyde and Tre'Davious White. The secondary they got uh that Terrell Edmonds kid from Virginia Tech uh, two years ago. Defensive line still yeah they got it brought it Ed Oliver this year so they improved the defense even more. Uh, I mean, Buffalo Bills is just going to – I mean, I think they're going to be the just like the Ravens as far as running the ball and relying on defense. Um, you know, it's very going to be very essential to me that Josh Allen makes a, a hell of an improvement in the passing game, and that's just more of being accurate. And now that he has guys like Cole Beasley who can get open underneath, I think that Zay Jones can bring a breakout performance maybe this year as possible if he stay healthy. Uh, they got they brought in John Brown, deep threat. You know, and, and they they did cut Lashawn McCoy. So, I I want I want to ask you first. You know, Lashawn McCoy cut. You know, was that? I mean, because that was surprising to me. What about you? I wasn't surprised by. It. We, I think you know it was kind of needed because they signed T.J. Yeldon, and you know McCoy's kind of getting up there in age, and he's really not the future of the franchise. So I don't really see why they would have kept them around. And then when you go spend a third round pick on getting uh, Singletary, yeah, you're right. So, it, it was kind of something writing on the wall. Just they're doing what we just said about the Dolphins. They're kind of cutting bait on some guys and going younger. So McCoy just didn't fit their future. I'm about to say, and with the addition of Frank Gore, you know he's not going anywhere. Obviously, when you said when he, you know, he that's the guy who's going to give you what he's going to give you, and it's going to be very, very consistent. Um, but you know, <clears throat> you know, can can this offense take a leap? And that's what you know. That's what we have to see because you know, like I said, they can run the ball. That's that's not going to be a problem. Um, and it's, it's a passing game because they're, you know, for a team that, you know, gave up, you know, 20 some, you know, maybe a three touchdowns a game, they only could score two touchdowns a game. So obviously they're losing. So can Josh Allen make that next leap? Um, they did, they did pretty impressive in the last, what, last five, six weeks of the of season. Um, but, you know, he was running a lot. So I want to see him use his arm. Um, and can they score? It can't, because the defense is going to keep them in the games. Um, so that's probably my biggest question going in. Um, I want to I want to pose this to you, and and I I, I just want to see if you think of my theory. So I I actually believe that the Buffalo Bills can make the playoffs this season. Um, and you know, and sometimes we talked about how the schedule plays in your favor, um, things of that nature, and you know, you know, just gotta have tough breaks. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna go through it real quick. So can can they start off three and zero? Um, they're playing at Jets, at Giants, and Cincinnati. I think they're all three winnable games. Yeah, I um, think they can they can start possibly like four and one, five and one because I think only tough game they have to start off is like New England. So yeah, they, so, they, yeah. they can easily win like the, their first five or six games. They could probably win four or five of those. Yeah, because then after after those three games, then they see uh, Eagles and the Patriots, but they have Tennessee, Miami, and Washington, which 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 lose to maybe a six and two start. You know, and then um, you know, then <clears throat> then you think of okay. Well, they might be going eight and three heading into Dallas, and now their their ending, you know, their ending could be pretty pretty bad. Um, but if you're, let's say you're eight and three because they'll have Denver, Miami, and Cleveland. Let's say let's say if everybody believes in the Cleveland hype, let's say they lose to Cleveland, 
I mean, then you have at Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. That's four tough games. But if you be eight and three at that time, all you have to do is <laughs> somehow get one. You know what I'm saying? That's nine. That's nine to set nine wins, nine to seven. Possibly beat the Jet, maybe a sweep with the Jets. You know, ten and ten and six for the season. That gets you right in there for the AFC. So um, I'm I'm going to lean that the Buffalo Bills, if Jeff Allen can improve, that they can somehow sneak into as a wild card. Uh, playing the AFC, playing the AFC North with the you know, with Cincinnati gives you a guaranteed win, I, I believe. And NFC East, if you if your defense is good enough, you can beat the Redskins and Giants. And who knows, you, you might you might get another another lucky break win. Not I won't say break, but another another time where a team doesn't bring the eight game like the Vikings did last year. Maybe you can somehow sneak a win and beat Pittsburgh, or sneak a win and beat Dallas. You know, somehow get get you a win that you probably shouldn't get. And uh, you know, that's why I believe Buffalo could could possibly get there. Yeah, they have a well. Their whole division has a pretty you know. Easy, I would say easy, but pretty, pretty. I don't want to say easy, but it's a, it's a schedule that you can manage to get, though, get some wins here and there, right? And, and be in playoff contention because right. no no game is easy because anything can happen in a Sunday. A guy can go down or a bad team can blow you out. So, but their defense is going to be pretty stout. You already named like who they have on defense. Um, I love Shaq Lawson on their defense and they drafted Ed Oliver. So, um, but their, their defense is going to be stout. It's just a matter of what can they get from the running game and the passing game because they have receivers, but do we believe in any receiver there? I mean, I think Cole Beasley probably has the safest floor because we know he, you know, he's gonna be a slot guy. But uh, John Brown, he's kind of boom the bust. But I think their offense is gonna be their problem because um, the defense will keep in the game. Is what can they do on offense? Can Frank Gore? Lead them in carries, or do they just full on go out with Singletary, or do they use TJ in the passing game? Like, what do they really just do on offense? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what direction they're going in on offense. Yeah, I was. I would say that maybe you know a Yeldon plus a Frank Gore will will make up for the you know the the, the core release instead of having a three down back. You got Gore who goal line work, you know, one and two work, and then you have the other in the passing game, you know, so, something like that where you, we mix it up a little bit. Um, and yeah, the receivers, man, it's like, it's like, man, if they, too bad Antonio Brown kind of forced his way not to go to Buffalo because if they would have got, if they had got Antonio Brown, you know, that uh, uh, a definite playmaker, dynamic player who can change the game, you know, that's that's something they probably should have went all in for. But like I said, if the guy doesn't want to come there. You know, you just you can't for you know you can't, can't make force it. <laughs> right exactly. So I mean, I understand why they kind of backed off, but yeah, that would have been that definitely would have been been something uh, I would have been interested in as far as you know definitely consider my you know I, I believe they can make it now. Yeah, Turner Brown, that's 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 that's, e- that's easy for me. Because you you need one for sure weapon. I don't think they have that one for sure weapon. Like you don't know what yeah. you're gonna get week to week from certain guys. So. Whenever I notice that, I always kind of shy away from that because I, I need a, a safe floor. I would say I would say their probably best weapon is probably Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. <laughs> him, him running is probably the safest floor, the safest, the safest guy. Um, moving on to the Jets, uh, they was uh, what four and twelve last season. Very disappointing season. Uh, Todd Bowles got fired, but he bounced back in book in Tampa Bay. Um, they got it brought Alan Gates over. Um, do we do we criticize that move as far as uh, I know that you did draft Darnold, you know, and same thing with Rosen had last year with the defensive uh, coach as their coach instead of offensive guy. But do you do you you think Adam Adam Gates is the right guy for it? 
I don't criticize the Jets bringing him in just because um, when he did have a healthy Tannehill, he had a healthy QB. They were making good strides and doing pretty well. So I can't criticize the Jets for bringing him in because you need an offensive guy to pair with your young quarterback in Sam Darnold. Um, you brought in Le'Veon Bell, so you want somebody who can create things for him. Um, they have Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder at receiver spot. I know he's suspended, but I think Chris Herndon for tight end, he's in for a big season. So they have offensive pieces. They have a solid O-line, not the greatest, but solid. Um, and they they drafted some guys on defense in the last few years as well. So they're kind of building a team on both sides of the ball through drafting free agency. So I think for offense, you have Darnold, who we think is going to be a great QB, who was projected to be a top pick in the draft over it was either him or Baker. And we know what Bell has done the last three or four years. I saw him sitting out last year before that. He was getting so many touches a game, you know. So I think you need to bring Gates in because he was doing some nice things in Miami. Um, I just don't think a defensive head coach works with a young QB. Oh, yeah, def- definitely. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I was just kind of, kind of curious about that because, you know, I know there's a lot of flack about, you know, Adam Gates being coming over after leaving Miami. Um, but, yeah, I think every, everything's in place. If, if, Darnold can, if Darnold can somehow take that next step and, you, like you said, you got Le'Veon Bell, who's that very dynamic, you know, and then you go on the other side, Greg Williams. You, you bring him in as defense coordinator. You got Quinn Williams, who, I, you know, who I thought was the best player in the draft. You got C.J. Mosley. Adams. Jamal Adams. Oh, that's a, that's a monster. You know, that's – that's a he's top five safety already. It's his, it's his third year, I think, going in. So he's already he's already there. CJ Mosley would have had Anthony Barr, but I'm glad my boy decided to come back. But you know they 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 went out they went out a uh, big name hunting, and you know they came away with CJ Mosley and Le'Veon Bell, and and shit, I mean Greg Williams, that's a big name to me too. So you 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 got guys that did lose uh, Avery Williamson already to ACL injury, but uh, nonetheless. If they get the kicking kicking problem on the way, because I think that they were struggling through the preseason to find that, uh, if they get the kicking on the way and kicking under control to not lose them games, um, the, the the Jazz. I mean, I, I heard a lot of people got them going, you know, to the playoffs or or having them in that in in that spot to make the you know make a wild card spot. I don't. I have them eight and eight. They will double their wins, I think, but playoffs. They're they're a little while away from that. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, I could, I could see, I could see somebody made a case for them. Um, you know, uh, you know, they they start off versus good teams though. Like it's kind of, it's kind, it could, it could wreck their season. Um, you know, pretty quickly. That's uh, they play in Buffalo to start the season, but Cleveland, New England, Philly, Dallas, New England, and Jacksonville. Um, you know, so can Sam Darnold get off to a good start? Uh, if not, you know, can can he do a shootout with the Browns possibly? You know, or maybe a shootout with the Eagles. It's it's, it's going to go everywhere. Uh, I don't think the offensive line uh, will be able to hold up that much versus good pass rushers. But you know, can't send them. Like I said, take that next step and and get out the pocket, make make things happen. You got Le'Veon Bell to dump off too. And Le'Veon Bell is in his if he's back into his tip top form like he was in uh, Pittsburgh, then you know, it's it kind it's, it's going to help Donald's development extremely because you're going you're going to see the numbers like man Donald have had a great season. But you know, I mean, you could dump, anybody could dump out to Le'Veon Bell, and he take you know take it eighty yards off the field. So, um, I'm you know, the 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 Jazz is just a very interesting thing to me as well because you remember how the 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 GM got all the like staff got fired or something after the draft or whatever. 
Oh, man. that big old story. It's always something crazy happening in the division. <laughs> like, you know how last year Vontae Davis quit during halftime with the Bills? <laughs> and, you know, like, if you're going to fire your GM, why would you let him conduct the draft? That's <laughs> like, crazy, man. Cause, <laughs> come cause on, man. They cut, they cut their third round. They cut um, Jacques Polite out of Florida, third round pick. Like you Crazy. wasted, yeah, you wasted a high draft capital. You know what I mean, whether he was the guy or not, or whether he was a one of those project players. I mean, you can't give him on a project at the one one uh, training camp. Like, it's, it's, it might, he didn't go through a season, and you know, you could that's that's a pass rusher. Like, cause you can just put him on out there and something go, and he he can he can, he can work on his game after he puts a film on him. But dog, you know, that pretty, that pretty much showed me that the defense defensive minded guys like Greg Williams they didn't trust him at all. They didn't like him at all because. There's no way, no. There's no way he, they would just cut a third round pick like that. Um, that's crazy. It's it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's blasphemous. Um, this, 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 I mean, this division really don't take too much to, much to, much to eat at because I mean, Dolphins, like you said, in the culture change, we got Jets and Bills who got their second year guys, so they're still on the come up regardless. But you know, I, I would trust, I would trust McDermott over before I trust Gase, in my, in my opinion. Um. And we know what the Patriots are going to do. Um, so I mean, that's that's pretty. That's that's that's, that's, a, that's a quick podcast today. Um, yeah, man. Since the <laughs> since the division realigned in two thousand two, New England has won the division every year except for two thousand two. The Jets went nine and seven and won, which was really off a tiebreaker because New England and Miami were also nine and seven. And then the year Brady went down, um, first game ACL. Miami was eleven and five and won a division, and that was still off of a tiebreaker because New England also went eleven and five <laughs> with Matt Castle. So, hey, New England, so New England really has won a division every year since two thousand one, but it got you know reformed in two thousand two when the Colts moved to the AFC South. But since two thousand two, New England has won a division every year except for twice. I'm gonna bet on them to win a division again this year. Yep. Um, I think I'll put New England at thirteen wins, thirteen and three. Probably the top seed in the AFC again. So do you do, do you believe that do do you believe that Buffalo or New York could could? Can you say you got just going eight and eight? And let's say if I say Buffalo nine and seven, I mean I mean do do we do we really believe that they can make the playoffs? Because you know if I want to go put a little bet on here, <laughs> you know you know you can come out with, with a little cheddar now. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo will be. Eight and eight, nine and seven. Well, I think they're gonna. I think Buffalo and the Jets will be around the same thing. Just looking at their schedule, because Buffalo can start off pretty good, and then their schedule gonna get tougher towards the end. Right. Versus the Jets, you know, I'm not a fan of the early bye weeks, but the Jets could, you know, their first three games they could either start off zero and three, go to the bye, start off zero and five, zero and six, maybe even zero and seven. Because Bills fifty fifty game, I think Bills win opening week. Because we know Bill starts off slow. Browns have a lot of hype. It's going to be an ESPN game, I think. So Browns should win that. Patriots should beat the Jets in week three. Then they get a bye. They come back and get Philly, Dallas, Patriots again, Whew. and Jags. That's crazy. They, they, they could be 0 <laughs> 7. But at least it'll start lighting up when you get Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Miami again. So they could gain confidence and steam down, mm-hmm. the, down the, on the back end. That's why I said, you know, about 8 and 8, because they could. They don't on the back end. They could probably you know steal some wins here and there, or they could find their rhythm. And as long as nobody loses confidence in the team, they could be fine. But eight and eight, seven and nine for the Jets is a good year. Even even six wins, they only had four. So any any sign of improvement is, is a good year. Right. But um, I think Bills are the safe bet to go second place in the division. 
Yeah, me too. I I, I think I think Pat Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Just just how it just how it's gonna unfold. Exactly. Same. Uh, MVP, MVP of of this league. I mean, who who, who do you who do you have? Because it's it's, it's kind of there's not that many talent players in this in this division. My MVP for this division, I'm gonna go with the running back. I'm going with Stoney Michelle because I think the Patriots go run the focus. I think he'll probably get anywhere from ten to fourteen touchdowns. I like that. Uh, I'm actually gonna go on the other side. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jamal Adams. I think he's gonna have another another All Pro season. Uh, he's gonna show that he should. You know why he should. Why he was drafted where he was drafted. Uh, you know I think he he can lead. This, he can lead. Well, I want to say lead the league in tackles just because CJ Mosley there now. But I feel like he can be a guy who's all over the place. Um, and playing against him on Madden, man, it, it, it makes me realize this guy he might be the best player in football. <laughs> <laughs> Um, defensive player of the year, who do you have? That's a tough one. Man, I'm not sure who to go with because New England, they don't really have a huge star. I'll just go with Jamal Adams from the Jets. Um, yeah, and not, like I say, if he's MVP, I mean, obviously the, the easy thing is go to him in defensive player of the year, but um, – so because because you with him, I, I I go a little different route, and I'm and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say C.J. Mosley. I think he's gonna lead the team, the Jets, in tackles. Um, so you know wh- whether that's a high barrage of 140 plus, or you know he's down he's down there getting getting maybe some picks, some sacks in there as well with the, with that Greg off Greg Williams aggressive defense because you know how he forced turnovers everywhere he goes. So um, yeah, if he was still playing, man, I would. I think he retired, didn't he? Uh, Kyle Williams. I think he, I think he retired. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, he retired. Yeah. Yeah. If he didn't retire, yeah. If he didn't retire, man, I, I don't know with him. But um, I hate Buffalo had to waste so many years of his career. But that's just how it goes, man. Yeah. Um, breakout player of the year for this division. Breakout, like man. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's kind of a lot of young guys. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean this right here. I want to hmm. go somebody on Dolphins, man. I won't. I won't go RB. I'm gonna go Albert Wilson at receiver. I drafted him in fantasy. I think he would be a 900 yard receiver, probably about yeah. five touchdowns. If he if he gets the healthy, I think he, I think that's an excellent pick. He just you know last year he battled a couple of injuries and, and he's very explosive. I mean he gets the ball in his hands and he's out of here. So I just, yeah, I'm, I'm going Albert Wilson to have like a a year Tyler Lockett had last year. Yeah, very very underrated guy. I'm gonna go to Zay Jones, um, my my ECU alum. Uh, you know, he had him and Josh Allen had a good connection toward the end of the season last season, and um, I just think you know, with with having John Brown go deep, having Cole Beasley into that short intermediate game, I think Zay you can find Zay Jones everywhere else on the field, and I think I think because he has the ability to go deep as well with John Brown and uh, out the slot like Cole Beasley, I think he's going to be the most versatile versatile guy on that team. I think he he can be able to find way where he can get about sixty catches, maybe seven hundred, eight hundred yards. You know, six, six, seven touchdowns. I think, I think he's gonna be very valuable uh, to Josh Allen's uh, development. Um, Coach of the year. I'm gonna go chalk Bill Belichick, but I want to see where the Jets end up offensively, like stats wise. Like, do they rank near the top offensively? They're right at the bottom. Like, how do they compete in games? Then I'll reevaluate if Gates is a contender. But just I'm going chalk Bill Belichick, best in the game, best coach we've ever seen in pro football. Right, uh, just so everybody can know that that the Jets' offense last year ranked twenty third in points per game. They ranked twenty, ranked twenty six in rushing yards per game, twenty five in passing yards per game, uh, twenty five in total time of possession, uh, and in the red zone was thirtieth. 
So, yeah, if you improve those numbers. <laughs> yeah, and they can just be anywhere near the top half, like anything above 16th, I'll take it. So, if they're anywhere from – they won't be a top 10. But if they're anywhere from 10 to 17, 10 to 17 on any of those stats, you know, I'll, I'll consider that a good year for the Jets offensively. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with McDermott. Uh, if, you're part of, if you're part of the AFC least and you're not the Patriots and you make playoffs, I think you should win coach of the year. I mean, you know, if I got you in there, then uh, I, I got to go head coach right there. And I, like I said, I love Tom McDermott. I think, I, I think, I think he, he is a good quarterback. He kind of missed, he kind of missed my boy Peterman up. They'll throw him into the woods uh, <laughs> way back when, but I will forgive. I will forgive, but I won't forget. Bad uh, <laughs> um, bold prediction of this division. I mean, I don't even know if I have one. Josh Allen leads the building rushing yards. Ooh, I like that one. Um, I got one for you. If 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 Gase if Gase who he said he says he is, uh, Sam Donald leaves the division in uh, passing yards. Yeah, that's 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 possible because I don't think Brady is gonna be throwing the ball a lot this year. I think Brady may have like a thirty eight yard, thirty eight hundred yard season. So I can see Donald getting to about four thousand if they if the offense pops it. He's gonna have Bill to dump it off to. You got Crowder in the intermediate game, and you got Robbie who can take the top off on any given play. And yeah, and just so everybody realizes how bold this is, uh, Patriots was a top five passing team last year. And who throws the ball? So Tom Brady. Nobody else threw, threw it last year. So uh, Tom Brady and, and and the Jets were twenty fifth. So I think I think Sam Donald can turn around and he be he'll he'll lead the division in passing yards. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. You know, Patriots Patriots thirteen wins. I, I can I can put money on that. Yeah, I, I got be, I, I got I Patriots thirteen and three. I have Bills. Eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, Jets seven and nine, eight and eight, and I got Dolphins at three wins. Yeah, and I'm sick and tired of seeing all these mock drafts having Dolphins in the first pick. They would not be the first pick. Arizona Cardinals going on. <laughs> <laughs> you you right, wild. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the appreciate you for the shot. Yeah.